Welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. Having a sibling on campus is not unusual, but what about having three members of one family on campus at the same time and in the same class? That's the case for three members of the Clark Quadruplets who are thriving as freshmen at Cedarville University this year. Now here's your host, Mark Weinstein. Thank you, Sarah, for the introduction, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. I am Mark Weinstein, and today on the program, I have the unique opportunity to talk with three members of Cedarville's current student body. They are the Clark siblings from Mount Washington, Kentucky. Now, you may ask, what's the big deal about talking with the Clarks today on the program? It's not unusual to have three siblings attending college at the same time, right? Well, what makes this story unique is Lucas, Landon, and Lauren are all freshmen at Cedarville, and they are part of the Clark Quadruplets. The remaining quadruplet, Logan, is attending Eastern Kentucky University because his desire to study aviation, a program that is not offered at Cedarville. Otherwise, he'd be here as well. Lucas, Landon, and Lauren, welcome to this week's Cedarville Stories podcast. It's great to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank great you. Great to be here. So I, I first met you guys back in Getting Started. That's back in August when you uh, moved into your residence hall. But we're in March now and nearing the completion of your first year as a college student. What's it been like for you guys making the transition from being home to not being college students and almost now ready to finish your first year? I'm going to start with Lauren on that question. Yeah, so it's definitely been a transition. I know I was very overwhelmed at first coming to campus and moving in, um, and it was just it was a new routine, having to yeah. find a new rhythm and just being overwhelmed with all of the new things hitting me. But overall, it's been a really good transition, and the Lord has blessed me with just great friendships here. Um, yeah, we want to talk about that later in the podcast. But for you guys, uh, you just heard your sister said it's been a transition. Uh, how was it for you guys? Um, it was certainly a transition, but I think because we are coming here to Cedarville and surrounded by fellow believers in Christ um, who— um, want to grow closer to one another. Um, I think that made it a lot easier. Whereas if you think of our other brother, who is at a secular school, right, um, and one of probably few believers in his hall, um, it's harder to grow close with one another. And so I yeah. think when you think of it in terms like that, um, it's just a reminder of how um, blessed we are here at Cedarville. Do you feel the same way, Lucas? Yeah, I think also um, it was a transition for the first couple of weeks, but I think we were raised in a way that we were given responsibilities at a young age. And so the transition was easier because we had already been doing, I mean, chores, I mean, laundry, I mean, getting up early, working right. out, stuff like that. So. Well, you, you would have to do that as a kid growing up because your parents needed help. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys caused <laughs> yeah, a lot yes. of work for your parents and all that they obviously enjoyed. Uh, so having three members of quadruplets on campus at the same time is unique. So I wonder from your perspective, Landon, um, What's been the reaction from your classmates and your professors once they learned that you are part of a quadruplet clan? Well, I don't exactly go around sharing that and being boastful in that, because um, honestly, I'm not like the one that wants to be popular and all that stuff. Are you saying they don't know? Uh, most of them probably don't know. Really? Um, and I, part of that's because I'm in a totally different degree than my siblings, as mm -hmm. they are from each okay. other as well. And so I guess it's just not something that I go around sharing. I mean, if people ask, then yeah, yeah. I'll share it with them. Mm -hmm. And then typically then the word will get around. But. Is that the same for, with you guys? Mm -hmm. So yeah. our, go ahead. Um, most people don't even know that I have 
like brothers on campus unless I tell them. Yeah. And then even then, there's never a follow up question of, oh, are they, you know, your twins? You know, they assume that they're either older or younger. Yeah. So, are you guys in any classes together? We have like a gen ed. Who's like, we? Me and Landon have okay. a Bible minor class, Old Testament together this uh-huh. semester. Um, last semester, we didn't have anything together. So, do you guys sit by each other? Yeah. Yes. Do you guys ever do anything apart from each other? I mean, I'd say most of our day is like apart from each other. Like we live in different dorms and right. different classes, but like we usually try to pick times that we're together, like for meals. But yeah. other than that, we do everything kind of in our own friend groups. Well, that's that's a question I was going to ask a little bit later, but let me ask it now then. So how often do you guys get to see each other or make sure you see each other? Do you guys <laughs> share meals regularly <laughs> together or what's the routine there? Um, so in the morning, typically I eat br- breakfast with my brother, um, just cause sometimes we go to the gym. Um, so we try to meet up for breakfast and I don't get to see her. My sister Lauren is often, um, cause she t- typically doesn't eat breakfast. Um, she's just not that type of person. Um, Lauren, that's the best meal of the day. <laughs> yes, it is. I eat breakfast in solitude. <laughs> yep. Um, but I try to at least eat dinner or lunch with her once a week, um, just to catch up with her and see how she's doing. So, but ever anything, the three of you always, mm-hmm. yeah, we, I'd say like one meal a week. We get all three together at least one yeah. meal a week. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. That has to be a great, uh, uh, further bonding time and catching up with what's going on in your lives. Yes. Yes. I'm always asking them, you know, are you keeping up with your schoolwork? Well, you're the mom like of the that. family yes. here. I, I remember <laughs> when you first moved in and uh, that uh, I was told that uh, if you wanted to uh, talk to your brothers and keep them on schedule, you were the one I needed to go through. <laughs> um, so that hasn't changed. Has not changed. Nope. But I think, I think they appreciate it in a sense. Do you, Lucas? I think so, yeah. She's on top of it and gets on to me, so it helps me. That's great. So big picture, okay? You went through the first semester, obviously transition taking place. You went through different breaks. You're now here uh, second semester, just a couple months, two, three months from grad, or not graduating, from completing your first year. Has Cedarville been everything that you thought it would be? And let me go to Landon on that one. Um, yes. Um, I'd say the classes were a bit harder than I expected, but you know that's part of Cedarville. Um, yeah. They strive for the best of the best for the glory of God. Yeah. Um, Chapel has been amazing, getting to set aside time to worship as a community in Christ. And then I'm also part of a D group where we get to intentionally dive into individual lives, just a smaller group of us. And I think that that has been really fruitful in my life. That's neat. What about you, Lucas? I'd say it met every expectation and more. Um, I mean, just in every aspect of campus, I mean, Christ is always brought in. Yeah. I mean, playing intramurals last night, first time doing intramurals, but we always prayed before uh-huh. and stuff like that. And that just doesn't happen very often in other schools and stuff. So that was just, it's just a blessing to be in a culture that is centered on Christ. Well, obviously, it's its great to hear uh, on this podcast that Cedarville has met all your expectations. Mm-hmm. Any surprises uh, from your time at Cedarville? And I'm going to go to Lauren on that. Oh, no. <laughs> That was a surprise question. Um, I think I'm, I could say with Landon, like the classes have been a lot more challenging than I anticipated, but I mean, I can't complain. Um, all of my professors are there for me if I'm struggling with anything and just knowing that I'm getting an excellent education that like, for me, that's worth it. Like I will put in the work for that. And so that was probably one of the biggest surprises. Now I should ask, and I'll start with you again, Lauren, 
share what your major is and what your what your dream is with that major. Yeah, so I am a business management major um, with a focus on human resource management, and um, my goal is to do long term missions, yeah. like career missions, one day. And for me, business just seems like a good platform to get into a mm-hmm. country where you need access to have a legitimate presence among peoples that don't know the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, how about you, Landon? I am studying civil engineering. Um, I came in declared as a mechanical engineer, um, but then I began to also think of long-term missions, and I was trying to figure out which um, engineering would bring about more ministry opportunities, and so I got to talk to um, Dr. Ayers, who's the dean of civil engineering, right. um, who has studied mechanical engineering, civil engineering, and he's also served missions, and he helped me to think through some of the um, different aspects of what each engineering does and how that might better serve on the mission field. And so I ended up switching last semester to civil engineering. And okay. um, yeah, that's what I'm studying now. And that's what I plan to do. So we have two that are ultimately looking at the mission field. How about you, Lucas? Um, I'm a worship major. Um, I feel like God's gifted with music. Um, and I've just grown up in the church and love the church. And I just feel like God's opened a door for me to pursue full-time ministry with music Um and I write songs and just want to be able to be in the church and to help people worship God. So just recently we had Matt Pop on campus. How did that, uh, res- how did you respond to that? So I had met him before and like he's been to campus a few times right. since I've been at Cedarville. This past time I was working the whole time, so I didn't get to spend like as much time with him, but I got to sing in a choir with him um, and I, it was a blessing. He's he's awesome. So Yeah, yeah it's a great, uh, great opportunities for people in, in your discipline to get to learn from uh, mm. a guy like Matt Papa. Yeah. So this is this question is open to all of you guys. So whoever wants to re- respond first, uh, go at it. Uh, what's been your most favorite aspect of being a college student at Cedarville? What jumps in your mind? I was just about to say freedom, but... <laughs> freedom from who? Yeah. Just, or what? Just like freedom to have like your own routine yeah. and like develop your schedule. Um, like that, that's been really cool. I feel like like it's a different stage of your life where you're kind of learning how to be an adult and how yeah. to manage your time well. Yeah. That's neat. For me, it'd have to be the friendships, um, the intentionality of pouring into each other as well as um, being poured into yourselves and growing in Christ together with hopefully what will be lifelong friends. Yeah. Lucas? I agree with whatever they said oh, as well. Oh, come on. You I can't do like that all day. I, <laughs> I would say, like, yeah, the aspect of spreading your wings and learning yeah. to fly is, like, yeah. something that we've looked forward to, and now we're seeing the fruit of that and just what God's doing in our lives. So. You know, and I, I'm going to take a risk, and I'm going to speak on behalf of your parents. I mean, I'm, I'm closer to your parents' age than your age. I think they're, they'd be really happy to hear that that's where you guys are because that's what every parent wants is their child to grow in their faith and spread their wings to, to the glory of God. So... I'm sure as they listen to this program, they're going to be really encouraged. So when you're in high school, um, a lot of your friends, all your friends, would would come up to you, to you guys about um, where are you going to go to college. And each of you mentioned Cedarville was at the top of your list. So how did Cedarville capture your heart at such a young age? Um, mainly through our older sister. Um, she... Was the one well, that's Lindsay, came, right? Yeah, Lindsay. She came to college first, um, and so she came here and she studied here for three years. Um, graduated with Allied Health, and um, things like Little Sibs Weekend or just even just getting to come to campus and visit her um, 
opened our eyes to what we are looking for in a school, and that's yeah. a Christian environment that yeah. loves the Lord and seeks to glorify Christ and everything. How far is Cedarville from your home in Kentucky? It's about three, three and a half hours. Okay. Um, and yeah. your parents didn't come here as students, right? No. So um, was, that, was that difficult of a transition to make that break in the first semester of not seeing your parents every day? I think it was harder for them. For your parents? Yes, much harder for my, our parents. Um, I mean, we settled in pretty quick. Um, and like I said, we've been raised with responsibility and, and like the ability to spread our wings. So I'd definitely say it's harder for them. Uh, so I, I would think it would be harder for your parents. Now, specifically, let me drill down, Lucas. Which one had the harder time, mom or dad? Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you know that? She I was always texting us like the first few weeks. She still does. Like she calls us and just wants to talk to us and see how we're doing like, like every few days. So Okay. Does she FaceTime you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's kind of nice. <laughs> yes. See, I didn't have FaceTime when I was in college. For, for that matter, the internet wasn't even around. <laughs> so, so you have some great advantages to still, to mm-hmm. still stay connected with your family. Uh, that's kind of neat. Lauren, let me uh, move to you. Um, since you've been a student at Cedarville, you've experienced different breaks. You've just fall break, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break. Did the absence from your parents you know, during the first semester make this year's Christmas break for you and your siblings even more special because it was the mm-hmm. first time maybe in a long time that you've been really spending good time with your parents? Absolutely. Um in fact, like going back home and then spending, you know, concentrated time with your family for that amount of like for, you know, four weeks, it was like uninterrupted time with um, Landon and Lucas and also our other brother, Logan, yeah. and our older sister, Lindsay. So all of us were back together again. Um, and in many ways, it felt like the years it did when we were in high school together and we yeah. did so many things together. So it was a blessing and it was a really sweet time. What were some of the things that you did uh, during Christmas break with your siblings and your parents, Landon? So the first week we got back, um, and so Friday everyone had to be off campus. Um, right. And so like the very next day we actually left for vacation. Um, so we went on a week vacation down to um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, mm-hmm. to the mountains. We stayed in a the cabin there. We did some hiking, um, a lot of shopping, just walking around the outlets and stores that they have down in Gatlinburg. Um, and then... I think it was just good to be um, back in our church to get to see some of those people again and um, to serve in um, our home church back home. And get to hear your dad preach, right? Yeah, He's an, the pastor of the church. Yeah, yeah that was another good thing. Yeah. Sure. So um, what about you, Lucas? Um, what made Christmas break special for you? I would definitely say family. Our grandparents also came together around that time as well, so it was good to see them. Do they live nearby, your parents? Um, we have one set of grandparents that lives just a few miles away and then the other set a few hours away, but they okay. they all came together, and so we got to spend quality time with them. Um, and then also our friend groups that we had built relationships with while we were in Kentucky, we got to spend time with them as well. So, so would you say, um, you know, the, the, there's the old adage that the absence makes the heart grow fonder. I, obviously, I've seen from when you guys just moved in here in August that you guys already are a very close family. Um, but that did that intensify with your absence from your parents? I think it did. I think it made me appreciate more just everything that they've done for us mm-hmm. in preparing us for this season of life that we're in right now. Um, and also just learning to be present in the moments that we are all together. Um, just because 
you know, we recognize that like those won't be as often as they used to be, given yeah. that we're out of the house now and we're all kind of in different areas and different directions. So I think it definitely just teaches us to cherish the time that we get to spend all together more. Yeah, that's great. So I, I don't know if this happened, but was there any intentional act of kindness on your end, your, your three parts, uh, toward your parents that you did while you were at Christmas break with them? Is there any special way that you tried to show them that you really loved them and you wanted to be with them? Or it, did things just organically happen? I would say it tends to organically happen just in just the little everyday moments. Um, I hope our parents know that we love them and that we appreciate them. Um, and I think for us, or at least in our family, just just taking initiative to do just the little things, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, taking out the trash or doing the dishes. or um, We may not do all of those things well or like exactly when they need to be done. But I, I would say that like that's just practical ways that we show our appreciation mm-hmm. for our parents. That's good. Yeah. Lucas and Landon, uh, let me go back to a time. I remember your dad telling me, again, back when you were moving into your residence hall in August, that the best way for me to schedule a meeting with you was to communicate with Lauren because Mm -hmm. she can make things happen, she can keep you in line, and she can keep you on schedule. Is that still the case today? Yes. Um, I don't think it's as much anymore because I think um, the more she gets on her plate, um, the harder it is to kind of keep track of us. Um, but yeah. she also realizes that um, almost like since we have left our parents, it's kind of in the same way that she's not going to always be hacking away at us. Um, so she is giving us. Um, <laughs> you mean that in a good way, <laughs> right? A yeah. it's a, okay, it's a good way, yes. Um, but yeah, also helping us to um, be independent ourselves. And yeah. so it's not as much. It's still there. And I'm grateful for when she does there or when she does um, tell us these things and try to keep us on track. So. Does she ever get on your nerves, Lucas? A little bit. I'd say there's rarely a phone call that doesn't end with get your schoolwork done or I love you, keep up with your work or something to that end. So there's always, she's always encouraging and making sure that we're on top of things. I I think that's great because not all families, not all siblings interact as well as you guys do. You can tell, I can tell by looking at you today, just how well you guys interact, love each other and will do anything for each other. But that's not necessarily always the case. What advice would you give to your classmates who may struggle with uh, sibling rivalry or issues in the home. A- any counsel there? Everyone's looking at Lauren. <laughs> Everyone looked at me. <laughs> um, I feel like it just simply comes down to remembering that like, they are another person that's made in the image of God, and they are your family, number one, and so right. you should love and serve them. And even more so if your sibling is a believer in Christ, like that's an even closer relationship that you have with them because you yeah. are in Christ together. Yeah. Um, and I would just say prayer is so important as well. Like if you're struggling in a relationship with your sibling or you're going through a conflict and you know you don't see the end of it yet, like just pray about that, pray through that, seek wise counsel from the mentors in your life. Um, and ultimately just do not harbor bitterness in your heart towards your siblings because that can be so damaging to the relationships that you have with them. Yeah, it's a great lesson. Um, just bitterness in general mm-hmm. is something we shouldn't harbor. Uh, I want to transition briefly to um, um, a key part of college life, especially at Cedarville, I'd say, is growing in your faith mm-hmm. and preparing for your c- career and ministry. And you've already shared what you guys want to do once you graduate. In what ways has the Lord changed you personally, spiritually, and emotionally? And for this question, 
I just want to take it right down the line. I want to start with Lucas, go to Landon, and we'll finish with Lauren. Lucas? Okay. I would say, like, for me, like, the word surrender has come to mind. Um, and what the Lord's been doing in my life is that, like, I don't have it all together. Um, and it's only by His grace and His faithfulness and His provision that um, I'm able to be used by Him, be a servant for Him. So I'd say definitely surrender. And that's kind of my prayer is, Lord, use me. Um, in every way, in every opportunity that comes along, can you use me? Um, yeah, I'd say that. Just so, so let me drill down. So how have you seen the Lord use you in your first year at Cedarville? Um, one of my prayers going in was that I would find a church to get involved in at, um, and Grace Baptist has been that church. Um, and I've just started helping with the youth group, leading worship okay. in the youth group, helping coach the bands that they have, the students that they have, and just be a mentor to them. Yeah. So are you all three uh, going to Grace Baptist? Okay. Do you guys all sit in the same row? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Something, some old habits never change easily. <laughs> That's, right. That's okay. That's great. How about you, Landon? I think there's a little bit of a mix of two things. Um, we can come to Cedarville, and like we've emphasized so much, it is that Christian environment that we've all longed for. Um, but... We had to remind ourselves um, that we are all still broken, and there are some of those on this campus, people on this campus that um, do not know the Lord, and so we should right. always be seeking for those opportunities to share the gospel with mm -hmm. them. And then um, I think um, just another warning to myself and to really all people here on Cedarville that if you are a follower in Christ, it's easy to also get um, comfortable in your faith here. But yeah. if you are comfortable, you're not growing, and so um, I think that's what— the Lord was trying to tell me the first semester. Um, you are here. You have chapel every day, um, but you still need your own private time in the Word, your private time in prayer, um, yeah. and always be growing and seeking um, ways to better yourself by the grace um, that Jesus has shown us. I'm humbled by your presence and, and the words you're saying, so thank you. for. But let's, let's go down into your conversation. Have you had the opportunity, or what opportunities have arisen that where you have been able to impact someone who— um, maybe struggling on campus. Has that happened in your first year? So I had an opportunity last semester. Um, I don't don't say any names. Student, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say any names. Um, but there um, was a guy that's. Um, I could just tell that he was struggling um, yeah. in many areas of his life, um, and so I did um, seek out the opportunity to share the gospel with him, and I was able to do that um, toward the end of last semester. Um, so prayers for that, and prayers that the um, Lord would water those seeds and hopefully right. grow them. Wow. So. Thank you for sharing. Mm. How about you, Lauren? Mm. I'd say one of uh, the biggest things the Lord has been teaching me through my transition to Cedarville and then walking through last semester is just uh, deeper dependence on Him. There are so many days when I would wake up and just wonder, how in the world am I going to get everything done? Mm -hmm. And I have this or that meeting, and there's this or that person in my life that you know, I want to pour into, but I don't feel like I have the time. Um, and the, the Lord continually provided. And he just through the ways that he provided me with strength and energy. Um, and in many ways, he seemed to multiply the time for me. Um, uh -huh. That just taught me greater dependence on him um, and showed me that I really cannot do anything apart from him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just been one of the things. And that'll be a lesson me. that you continue to learn mm -hmm. in life. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Has there been any one person who's really uh, poured into your life that's really helped you mm. here at Cedarville? Yeah, um, that would be my roommate. Um, she is so amazing, and 
just the conversations that we get to have each and every day, these conversations happen. Um, She's really intentional about asking me about my quiet time, Mm -hmm. um, just how my day's been going. And especially on um, just days that may have been more difficult, she is so quick to point me to God's goodness, God's faithfulness um, in the midst of those circumstances. Did you know this roommate before you moved in? I I did a little bit. Um, we actually had you know text and called frequently throughout the summer, and so honestly, by the time that I met it, um, that you know we roomed together, I felt like I knew her a lot. But she wasn't a high school friend of any Mm-mm. in any way. No, she's uh, not. It's neat how the Lord has bonded you guys together. I assume you'll probably want a room together down the yes, road. Yes, absolutely. If yeah, if the Lord keeps the door open, I I plan to. Fabulous. So, let's say you're you're almost done with your freshman year, three more years you're going to graduate. Um, what are you hoping your education and experiences at Cedarville will lead you to do uh, after graduation? So I I just hope that I can grow more in my uh, discipleship, not only my ability to disciple others, but I want to be discipled as well and continue to be poured into as a person, as a follower of Christ, because I know that like that's going to serve me well in in my job wherever the lord takes me it's just being a disciple of christ and knowing how to disciple others so that's one of my biggest prayers is that i leave this place just on fire for the lord and having a commitment to disciple others and to follow the lord faithfully and right now your heart's beat is to do international missions Mm -hmm. yes okay absolutely i'm gonna switch i'm gonna go to lucas this time I think like Cedarville, they said it's challenging. And I think that's a good thing because it requires a student to like step out of their comfort zone and to be challenged. Um, and they also expect excellence and effort as well. So in three years, as we go out into our careers, um, I think we'll be grounded in our faith, one, and be able to share our faith, but also be excellent with the skills that we've learned yeah. to be able to use those in a way that allows us to share the gospel with other people. Um, and I think like a verse... First Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Um, and that's like just a prayer in our lives. I think I would say that for those, them as well is that like whatever we do, wherever the Lord takes us, would we glorify Him in everything that yeah. we say and do? So. Thank you, Landon. So she, my sister Lauren, kind of mentioned being on fire for the Lord, and I guess I'm going to kind of switch that up a little bit. Um, it's just an urgency to share the gospel with those that don't know it. Um, mm. And I guess that's part of the my mindset when I'm thinking about missions, you know, is having that urgency, um, not rushing it, but being patient, you know, but every opportunity that's provided, yeah. you know, um, being ready and prepared. And yeah. I think Cedarville is a great place to do that. So. so when I hear your stories, I'm really encouraged, especially when I contrast that with those living in our world right now. The, the world seems totally out of control. We know it's not. God's still in control. Um but but hearing your stories gives me hope for the future because if there are people, young people like yourself, coming up to make a difference in all aspects of life, our world's in a good position. And so I, I encourage you to keep moving forward, and I, I thank you for your heart and sharing that heart's desire with us. I have one last question, and, and um, Lucas kind of stole a little bit of, of my thunder uh, my my last question brings us back to the purpose of our podcast, and that is to tell Cedarville stories for God's glory. And as uh, Lucas said, we know in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it reads, 
to whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. With that scripture in mind, in what ways do you hope to bring God glory in your life right now as a second semester student at Cedarville? And let's end it with uh, Landon. Um, so for me, I'm thinking mission. So my mindset right now is how can I prepare for that? Yeah. Um, so one of the ways I've been really looking into that is joining a missions organization that okay. um, goes off campus um, in order to share the gospel intentionally um, with those um, at other college campuses or just wherever that might be. Um, okay. Lucas. I would say the same thing, like as going, like well, I want to be prepared for ministry and I look at the life of Jesus and Paul, like they were both, they prepared like decades. I mean, Jesus 30 years before his three-year ministry. And so like, I just want to be diligent right now in the time I've been given to prepare and be equipped. Um, and that means being challenged and stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, and also just building relationships, building a network of people yeah. who pour into me so that I can then one day pour into other people. That's neat. Leave the last word to Lauren. Yeah, so a verse that the Lord has just kind of put on my heart, um, especially at the beginning of the semester coming in, is Second Timothy 2, 21 and 22, that talks about you know, cleansing yourself from what is dishonorable and being a vessel for honorable use that is set apart and holy and useful to the Lord um, and just being ready for every good work. And then verse 22 goes on to explain how do you do that? You know, um, flee unrighteousness and yeah. pursue righteousness and faith and love and mm -hmm. peace. And so just for me right now in this current season of life, um, I'm seeking to glorify God by putting off sin and putting off unrighteousness and pursuing godliness and I can't think of a better place to do that than here at Cedarville and yeah. in chapel and in classes and in yeah. the Word each and every day. Well, as I just said, I'm really encouraged by this conversation today. I thank you for being willing to accept my invitation to be on the podcast. Actually, I'll give Lauren the credit for that because she's the one that <laughs> pulled it all together. Yeah. And, and before I leave, um, I want to speak directly to your parents, Jason and Tina Clark. You did a great job of raising your, your three children that I see in front of me today. And I'm sure the same thing with Lindsay and Logan. So thank you for being a godly example to them uh, throughout their life. And uh, you guys, uh, thanks for joining me this week on the Cedarville Stories podcast. It's great to be, be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory. <laughs>